Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. Welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. Friday, mock-up show, and we got a nice slate of games. I can't wait to dive in. I'm like a hungry bear who sees some honey. But before I get to that, get to these games and make it all down, we bring in my partner, Greg Biggin. Go, how you doing? Good, 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 good. How are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Oh, oh, i we don't talk enough. Hey, you know what? Tell me you about know. your life right now. Tell me about your family. Well, my daughter is a She's got to practice at five. So let's go. A little run of that. Hold it. We got a 7U football game going on at about an hour and a half. So we got to get this show on the road, GB. I hear you, man. I hear it. No small talk. Let's talk football. Yeah, no doubt about it. We got a great slate of games. I'm in the Honor Bowl this weekend. Uh, some big intersectional matchups. Centennial's got action. Uh, very intrigued with Oaks Christian and their matchup. We got a lot of things to talk about. Before we get to those games, GB, we got to remind people that every week, we have a Sleeper of the Week. Hey, we want to remind everybody, tune in every Wednesday for our Sleeper of the Week segment. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really entrenched in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, and we're back. Greg Biggins, we have six to seven games that are top-notch, and a lot of players, a lot of coaches, a lot of matchup advantages, disadvantages. Let's break it off. Start us off with game one. So let's go with Jay Sarah, who is 2-0, who we've been talking quite a bit about against 2-0 with an asterisk, Fish Vermont. They were awarded that win because modern day played with an ineligible player who doesn't start and only played eight snaps. But I digress. Bishop Amont is 2-0. They had a nice win last week over a pretty talented and really, 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 really well-coached Paramount team. Coach Keith Miller, 
Break it yep. down. Jay Sarah, Bishop Amont, who do you like and why? I like Jay Sarah. We talked about this on Wednesday's show. A balanced attack on offense. Dynamic running back, a dual-threat quarterback in Caden Bell. Chris Street, again, over 120 yards rushing. Uh, big-time receivers on the outside. Luckett, Shim and Mora. Uh, you can't forget about Sammy Green. He plays in the slot. He plays in the backfield. Is Munir McClain back this week? I don't know, but he is a big-time target with tremendous size, athletic ability, and ball skills. The offensive line doing a great job opening up holes, creating time, and, and pocket space for Caden Bell to deliver the pill to his outstanding weapons. So we'll see um, if they can continue the role that they've been on on offense. What about that defense, though? Shimon Moore with the pick six last week. Zemaje Duncan really rising as a big-time star here in Southern California. Only a sophomore, 2021 kid. Inside linebackers, Jaden Genova and Victor Clayton playing downhill. Heads like hammers. They're knocking people out in the backfield. They're getting great penetration up front. They're setting the edge on the perimeter. Jay Sarah playing as a team. There are a lot of football teams out there right now with a bunch of transfers that aren't playing as a team. Jay Sarah's not one of them. Guys are on one page. They're playing in unison, and they're all working towards the same goals and objectives. They're doing a nice job. And I have them over Bishop Amon. Bishop Amon, Bishop, excuse me, Bishop Amon didn't show me a ton against Monday. They saw a little bit of the tape. I thought they thought they battled, but they just didn't seem to have the athletes. Once they kind of got out in space, it was trouble and a whole lot of it versus Boo McCoy and company over there with the Modern Day Monarchs. Bishop Amon going to have the same problems. Tariq Luckett in space is an issue. Shimon Mora, he'll route you up and take you deep. Chris Street, he's going to break you down in space. You better believe it. Not once, not twice, but give him three times. He's going to get in the end zone this week. I've got Jay Sarah, GB, 38, Bishop Vermont, 13. You know, one thing about Bishop Vermont is, you know, Damian Moore didn't even play last week against Paramount. He had, a, you know, a, a, a decent game, not a great game, but he had, you know, 50 yards against Modern Day in, in the opener. I don't know if he got hurt or what happened, but uh, did not play last week. And obviously, he's their best offensive player. You know, he's a top, you know, one of the top junior running backs in the area. Like him a lot. Um, so, again, I, I don't think Bishop Mont can beat Jay Sarah. But obviously, if they don't play with Damian Moore, then they really, I mean, this game could get ugly real quick. Because everything you said about Jay Sarah, and I second that emotion. They are a really, really good football team. I, still, I feel like they're still being slept on. Man, I, I looked at the recent CF pool, and they're still behind Orange Lou, who has a loss. They're behind, you know, a couple teams I think they would beat head-to-head. So, uh, Jay Sarah looks really good. Hopefully, Damian Moore, the talented running back, is playing. Blake Archuleta, you know, was pretty solid last week. But they got to have that balanced attack if they want to have any chance at all to pull up the upset. Yeah, there's Ray no on this game. I got 38-13. You got more? Yeah, I got 38-13. You got so let's move on to the next game, GB. I'm going to write that down. 38-13. Hey, how about this game? I love this game, Keith. How about La Habra and Mission Viejo? Now, both these two teams have the the fortune. I know way, way, way back in the in the day, Jim Rome used to call it the, the jungle karma. If you had a guest in the show, you know, we had both these head coaches on as guests of our show, Coach Bizzotta, Coach Chad Johnson. You've seen La Habra live. You know what Mission Viejo's got. Mission Viejo is coming off a pretty big win over a talented Santa Margarita team, a Trinity League team. La Habra's got dudes. Mission's got dudes. 
Zanelli on La Habra's side with the great Clark Phillips. We got Mission with the great Joey Yellen, Achille Arnold. There isn't a more versatile player in Southern California than Achille Arnold. How do you see this one shaping up, Keith? This is going to be a very interesting matchup for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think you have a senior quarterback going against a sophomore, or, or excuse me, maybe a junior quarterback in Zanelli. Uh, two very productive football players who see the field well and really make accurate throws to all three levels. The weapons on the outside, they're about equal on each side. Clark Phillips is playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Two-way player, he's a star. Is Mitch Anderson back? He was kind of knocked out with kind of concussion protocol last week. He's an outstanding receiver, opposite of Clark Phillips. Uh, will Kalani Washington be in the lineup? It's a it's a 50-50 deal. He's an explosive slot guy, running back. He can go. That hybrid off the line, they got to be able to protect Zanelli and keep guys like McNeely off his back. A couple of weeks ago against Upland, when I saw them play, they had a hard time blocking Upland in the second half. LaHopper's off the line. Pass protection has to be up to par. Or Mission Yale's pass rush will get home, and that's going to be a problem. On the flip side, LaHopper was a very physical run defense. They're very tough at the point of attack. I don't think they'll get knocked off the ball. You know, often versus Mission Yale, they'll stack the line of scrimmage and really try to play fundamentally sound defense. But can they match up on the outside opposite of Clark Phillips? Taj Davis gave them fit in the Week Zero matchup. Uh, he went up top for two touchdowns, really exploited the opposite corner from Clark Phillips until Clark was switched on to him. Michigan Hill has a ton of weapons on the outside. Akili Arnold, we talked about. JoJo Forrest, Maven Anderson. They've got athletes that can make plays in space and get vertical and behind the defense and finish. Can La Habra's defense get pressure on Yellen and speed him up, get him off his spot, force him into some mistakes? La Habra will need to force some turnovers, but I don't know if they'll force enough. And I have Mission Viejo here, 35 La Habra, 21. 35 to 21. I love it when you go out on the limb and, and throw a score out there, too. That's what Keith I do, Miller. No one, no one has ever around. accused you. No one has ever accused you of not putting your your junk out there, if I can even say that, and, and to say, you know what? I don't care if I'm right or wrong. Here it is. I'm. I'm let's just do it. Um, I like Mission too. Uh, obviously, I like La Habra, and uh, I think they're really, really good Orange County football team, and have been for a long time. Big fan of Coach Mazzotta. Loved him on the show. He was awesome. I think Mission is just. Uh, I think Mission is a is a national team, right? They can go to Texas. Yeah. They can go to Florida. They can go to you know anywhere in the Midwest and compete with the talent they have. They're they're strong. They're tough up front. They're really well coached. You got to think they're going to probably try to put Clark Phillips on JoJo Force, not wait for JoJo to score two touchdowns. Would that be the logical thing? Hey, let's match up our best DB on their best receiver from the first play of the game. Make their second best receiver come out and, and try to beat us and. You know, Kelly Arnold, man, he's a mismatch. He's out of the backfield. He's in the slot. He's yeah. out wide. He'll, he'll pick it for six. Uh, mentioned it on the Wednesday show. The guy had two pick sixes that were called back. He had three interceptions total. The guy is just dynamic with the ball in his hand. So, fun game to be at, but I do like mission. How about a little rematch from last year, Keith? Corona Centennial this year will host Yep. Pittsburgh, a good Pittsburgh team, right? We saw them play Narbonne in the state championship game last year and was up at halftime. And then Narbonne sure. was able to kind of go and, and pull away. But 
Pittsburgh's got some dudes. Obviously, you talk about them. You talk about Jacob Bandis, the big man up front. You know, arguably one of the top, if not the top, interior defensive linemen in the country. Um, you know, Willie Hart is a skilled guy. I like a lot. He's on, you know, both sides of the ball. He's a receiver. He's a corner. He's a safety. They got some other good linemen on that team as well. Uh, one and one. They lost a double overtime game earlier in the year against Clayton Valley. Then uh, they blew out a, a pretty good St. Mary's team last week. Obviously, Centennial is going to be a whole different level up. They know how good Centennial is because I mentioned last year, Centennial ran that score up and that game was over before the fight song, before the national anthem was even done playing, Keith. It was over. Yeah. So this yeah, year, this year, Keith, does Pittsburgh have a, a better chance? Neither one of us is going to you know, pick them. But does Pittsburgh have a better chance to hang around and make this a competitive game? I think they have a better chance. This Centennial offense is not as explosive as last year's offense, but still pretty good. Uh, Pittsburgh's coming in with a couple games underneath their belt, a state final appearance, so they have confidence. They got big, bad bandits, triple Bs in the interior. As a senior now, he'll make plays. He'll cause some problems in the interior, get some vertical penetration and play on the backfield of the Centennial Huskies, but too much Centennial. They're going to be in Corona. You know they turned up on their home field. Matt Logan's going to be dialing up early and often. Carter Freeland, quarterback Ilock, QB2. They're throwing a pill around. Gary Bryant's electric. You know how he does it, right? He gets freaky fast, and, hey, there's no stopping him right now. The junior wide receiver athlete has been supreme in the early parts of this season, punt returns, mossing people, screens to the house. He's just doing a damn thing. So at that point, you have to figure, hey, can they match up with Gary Bryant? Can they block that centennial defensive line that I've been raving about all offseason? And they're making me look really good here. Drake Jackson, the top of the Corey Foreman, Malik Scurlock. All those guys are really getting after passing did a number on Orange Luther and quarterback Ryan Halinski last week in the second half. I like Centennial here. I don't think Pittsburgh matches up. They were down twenty eight to nothing in the first quarter last year. I don't think it'll get that ugly that early. I'm picking Centennial here. Fifty six, Pittsburgh fourteen. That sounds about right. Keith, I like that. I will take that. And I think Pittsburgh will take that as well. And that's no <laughs> no 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 shame. No shame. Pittsburgh is a very proud program. I mean they're they're a program that for years, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're the last NorCal team to beat Day of the Sal. They've had some fun battles with those guys over the years back in the, you know, nineties. Uh, and they're good. Like I said, dude, state finals last year. So this isn't uh, you know, some little sisters of the poor type team. They're, they're good. So it should be, right. hopefully it'll be an entertaining game. And, and I like those coaches a lot. Uh, my guy, Samu, has been over there for a long time. And I like Coach Galley. Good good dudes. Hey, how about this game, Keith? It's kind of a quiet game. No one's no one's really talking about from a, a state level. But I think locally, man, everyone knows about these two teams. Oxnard 2-0, Westlake 2-0. I think both teams have talent. And I think a lot of teams, people kind of want to know just how good are these teams. Oxnard, you know, graduated, uh, you know, a big-time running back, now at Boise State. They return a quarterback, yeah. Vincent Walea, who's been really, really efficient. J.R. Waters is doing exactly what I wanted to see. He has all the physical tools. Now he's shown the production. He's got four touchdowns in two games. Westlake's got a ton of guys. 
I like Marco Satterman. Jason Heller has absolutely been hell to stop. <laughs> I just cussed. I'm, I, I apologize for that for all our listeners. No, no, you're good. Um, you're good. You're good. Go with it. Was, you know, defensively, you know, Gabriel Floyd is a load to deal with. He's mean. He's playing this year like he's trying to prove something. Love Camp Fabi Kalanen. You know, just a, a real highly instinctive defensive back with the versatility to, to match up at corner. And, and the, these guys know each other really well. Cam and, and JR, they both play for premium. And JR has that size advantage. He's 6'3 against every corner, but Cam is all up 6'2. I would be surprised if Westlake says, okay, JR Waters, you know, we know you're good, but here, try some Cam. Fabi Kalanen on for, for a try. Let's see how you do against this guy. I would love to see that. I mean, for me, Keaton, I love watching the game within the game, right? It's always fun to see those big-time guys match up. I'm already salivating at the idea of Chris Steele covering Kyle Ford. and just Game within the game. I want to see that. I want to see Cam Fabi Kalanen against J.R. Waters, and I want to see that matchup. I want to see how that, that goes. But, you know, a couple quality teams, Keith. What do you think? How do you see this one breaking down? No, I like it. And, you know, this is the premise of the whole matchup show, the whole Friday matchup show, right? To look at the, the teams and the coaches and the player matchups. Got a beautiful matchup. Two four-star kids. J.R. Waters, a kid I've been high on for years now uh, when he was at St. Bonaventure. And Cam, was they, they were teammates at St. Bonaventure, right? They were teammates there early in their careers, their high school careers. Now, J.R. at Oxnard, Cam at Westlake. I got a feeling they're going to be matched up the entire game or most of the game on an island. Can't Cam lock it down. It's going to be tough. A kid like Jr. He's a, he's a three-way guy. He's vertical. He's out. He can catch it. He can go over the top of you. It's a tough matchup for anybody. If anybody can be up to it, though, four-year starter Cam Fabricant for Westlake could be that guy on Heller's on offense for Westlake. Love Siderman, but Hellerman, he gets the ball, and he is in space, all right? He's left, right, left, right, breaking people down. He's catching. He's in and out of breaks. He's catching. He's going. He's got his head on a swivel. He's hurtling guys, spinning off people. He's a short kid, but he's a small kid, Greg. He's put together. He's got the shoulders. He's got the legs. He's got the arms. Bouncing off people, breaking tackles, showing that contact balance. Jason Heller is a different maker for that offense at Westlake. Can he get the running game going, though? That'll be the question. Take some pressure on the Siderman. See if they can get the running game going and get some one-on-one matchups on the outside. We'll see about Big Gabriel Floyd. Keith John Mack at Oxnard usually has a potent attack. Last year, they had Smith, the running back who's at Boise. This year, back is, but they always have, a, I'm talking about Coach Mack, he always has, a physical downhill run game, and they try to get after you in that run game to kind of set up their play action over the top game. So we'll see how Westlake combat that. I don't know how they're going to combat it. They're going to take their big six foot three, 240 pound middle linebacker, pro football hall of fame, all American. The Gabriel Floyd comes downhill and try to play at the line of scrimmage and give Oxford nothing. This is a great matchup between two teams that are talented, two really good coaches. I'm going to go with Westlake here. I think it's going to be tight. Westlake 24, Oxnard 14. That's my game. 24 to 14, Coach Keith says the Westlake Warriors will come out of that game 3-0. and Hey, another game that I'm really intrigued by, and if it wasn't so dang far away, I would go to it. But Londell is going to Calabasas. 
Londo's feeling pretty good. Just had a, a, a big win over a talented Sierra Canyon team, Calabasas. Uh, took on the chin a little bit from a very good Jay Sarah team. So you know that they want to go and show that they're a much better team than that. Turn the ball over too many times, a couple pick sixes. They had like four turnovers, a lot of penalties. Just one of those games where Calabasas just, I don't think they, they showed uh, what kind of team they are. Londell, obviously you, you mentioned, you know, someone else. I don't know if who, who, it was, you know, short but not small. And that's, that's Will Score, right? Jordan Wilmore, he is short but not small. The guy is thick and he's strong and he's tough and he, he's a load to deal with. And, and they got Lyman up front. You know, Travis Clark, our, our good friend, talks quite a bit about Naki Fahina, Sioni Tai. Both these guys are 295 and 260 up front. Um, so they got some good players. They got a good secondary, too. Mikel Esteen and Stan Livingston uh, are going to have to be really good because Calabasas has a trio, even more than a trio. They got Larry Miller, who's just a freshman, who's going to be a, a national, national kid to go along with Johnny Wilson, Jermaine Burton, Micah Pittman. Uh, J.D. Casey, um, I think will bounce back. I think he's going to have a better game. I'm not going to give a score, Coach Keith. That's going to be your that's going to be your your job all year to give the scores. But I will say, um, I like Calabasas in this game to rebound and take out Lawndale, especially if they can just. You got to figure they're going to stack the box, try to stop Wilmore, and then hit him with that big play offense. That's that's kind of how I see this one going. Um, that is no no shame to our good friend Travis Clark. He's going to have a great season. But I think Calabasas might might get him this week, Keith. Yeah, you know, Calabasas, they got a secret weapon over there. A kid transferred from Bishop Gorman this offseason. I by the name of Nolan Smith. Not from IMG, but a wide receiver from Bishop Gorman transferred in Calabasas. I'm hearing glowing things about this kid. Uh, fast, runs great routes, has terrific hands, really good in the rat game, run after the catch. Be on the lookout for him. We know about Burton. We know about the trio Burton, Pittman, Johnny Wilson. They're special. Jaden Casey's got to bounce back at the quarterback position. Protect the football uh, and, and, and not telegraph his throws, right? You cannot stare down your target, you know, for four or five seconds try to throw the ball because people are watching you. As you're watching that target, Jaden, people are watching you. Guys are stepping in front of that ball. Now, Lindell, like you said, Greg, and I want to add to that point, they got a terrific secondary. Elijah Jackson. Michael Esteen, Big Stan Livingston, the San Jose State commit. They can play back there. Will they be able to put some pressure on Jaden Casey? That'll be a, that's a question mark. On the flip side, when Lindell's on offense, can they execute in the passing game? They don't have to be a vertical passing team. Can they convert on first and 10 to take the pressure off the run game, right? If I'm Coach Clark, I may, if I believe in my quarterback and I believe in my passing game, I throw the ball on first and ten, catch Calabasas off off guard, get him in some soft coverage, right? Pick up some easy first down, then I start feeding the beast, right? You might need to throw to set up your pass if you're Lionel this game. It's going to be interesting to see how Calabasas' defense bounced back after pretty much being dominated by that Jay Sarah offense last week. We'll see how this unfolds. Uh, I would love to take Calabasas at my heart. My head is saying take Calabasas, but my heart, being that I'm a South Bay guy and that's where I grew up, says take Jordan Wilbord, Travis Clark, and that Lindell football team. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to take Lindell in a squeaker, GB, 21-20. to 20. 
Now, check it. High-scoring game, 31 to 30, Lineville. <laughs> I was just going to say, come on, dude. There's going to be a lot more scoring than just 21 to 20. So, uh, yeah. I, I like your 31 to 30 a little bit more. I don't, dude, I don't be surprised. This game's in the 40s, 40-something 40 to 30. Um, but, yeah, hopefully it's a fun game. And, God, that, that's a game that should have been uh, a potential prep zone Fox Sports game. It's not, unfortunately. But the game that we are going to preview next is the Fox game of the week. And it is the Cajon, Cajonis. You like that nickname I just gave them? The, the Cajonis? Because they show... The, <laughs> they show the Cajon, Cajonis. Cajonis. I don't know. What, what is it? What are the Cajon? Crying out loud, I should know. Cowboys. The Cajon Cowboys. Those Cowboys are for real. They take on a Murrieta Valley team, Keith, that just lost an opener. Um, love Hank the Bank. Spank the Tank. Bachmeyer. He just doesn't have the dude that he had last year. Um, Weapon-wise, they, they got, you know, a couple, Jordan Murray, um, Emilio Valencia. I like the young tight end, Jack Yeri. I saw him at USC's camp, uh, the son of the former great USC offensive lineman, Ron Yeri. I, I like all three of those guys. But I just, man, I, I just don't see the same type of of big play explosiveness on offense. You know, Pete Duffy, the longtime OC, is no longer there. He's at Rancho Verde. They're going to be, you know, they do a good job up front. Andre Smith, the longtime O-line coach, is still there. I just think, man, I just think Cajon looks really good. You know, we know Jaden Daniels is special. Great stat. I'm going to give credit to Cal High Sports. I think Jaden's like 25 yards away from going over 10,000 in his career. Hank's already there. This will be the first game in state history that two quarterbacks will, will go head-to-head -head that both have thrown for over 10,000 yards. That's a, that's a great stat right there. So, you know, the game's going to be in the air quite a bit in this one. But I, I do like Cajon's defense quite a bit more than Murrieta Valley's. Therefore, I'm going to pick Cajon to win. And I'm not sure it's going to be super close in the end. I could see it being kind of kind of close for a while. Hank will make plays, but I... I think Cajon's at least a couple touchdowns better than Murray Valley, at least at this point in the season. Yeah, there's no question about it. Cajon, they got a ton of talent. A plethora of kids that can make plays. Forrest, Robinson. Um, I mean, we know about Jaden Daniels. We know about Darren Jones. Listen, they got kids all over the place. Perk on defense. They got guys, right? And I don't know if Marietta Valley can keep up athletically with this team. Now, Hank the Tank, he's going to be throwing it across the yard. He's got a couple of receivers over there that can go, but Cajon plays lockdown defense on the outside. They've got some big-time corners, and they get pressure on a quarterback. I think they'll make it hard for Hank to stay with them for four quarters. I think it'll be a... And if I remember correctly, Marietta Valley beat Cajon last year pretty soundly. So this is a revenge game. A revenge game, Greg. Very, very interesting to see how this one plays out. If you ask me, I think Cajon's a, a favorite. Not only a favorite, but a big favorite. I don't think Miriam Valley is going to be able to keep up defensively. Jane Daniels, over 500 total yards and probably six touchdowns. Darren Jones, 200 yards, three touchdowns. I got Cajon, 59. Marietta Valley, 24. 59-24, GB. They're going to double them up at least. 
Yeah, no, last year's game was actually super close. It was like 49 to 46. I, I remember talking to yeah. Dusty afterwards, and he was like, dude, that team was way more talented than we were. I don't know how we, I don't know how we pulled it off. He's like, we were able to block them up front. They, you know, they, they did a nice job in, in protect, pass protection. Um, Martin, Jeremiah Martin was a non-fact in that game. But Cajon, he was, Duffy was in awe of some of the athletes that Cajon had. And uh, so, yeah, 49-46 this year, I just don't see Murata Valley scoring 49 again. But I definitely do see Cajon scoring in the 40s, and which, again, that your, your score looks like it's going to be pretty accurate. How about an, an honorable game? Keith, this will probably be our last game right here that we need to recap. We can go do some softball. How about Oaks Christian, who's 2-0, taking on a team that has just as many, if not more, high-level BCS talent as they do. Eastside Catholic out of Sammamish, Washington. Um, this team is loaded. Eastside is uh, with young, real good young talent. DJ Rogers, Sam Adams, G. Scott, Aiden Hector, JT, Tui Malo, the number one rated 2021 player in the country. Uh, they got some guys at Eastside Catholic. Oaks Christian, obviously, they had the number one player in the country in Kayvon Thibodeau. A great top three, top four running back in Zach Turbinay, Bryce Farrell, Calvert Brothers. You've seen Oaks Christian in person. Um, a lot of these Eastside Catholic guys, I, I think they're going to be new to a lot of the Southern California listeners, but trust me, G. Scott is a problem. He's really good. Sam Adams, these are all juniors. Sam Adams is a really good-looking junior running back. His pops was an all-pro D tackle for the Seahawks. Uh, his son, obviously, is not a D tackle. He's a running back. A.J. Rogers, 2020 kid. Aiden Hector, this guy plays mean and angry. These are all Tracy Ford kids, so you know they can go. And then, like I said, J.T., you know, 6'5 and, and 270, and, you know, our good friend of the program, Brandon Huffman, said he is probably the best player he's ever seen come out of Washington. And he's been doing this forever. He's seen Buda Baker and Josh Garnett and Fasha Sorrell and, you know, Smalls and name it. He said JT is the best. And so they got they got guys for sure. Oak Christian, Keith, they're going to have to play their best game to pull this one out. You know what? I think it's set up to be a really, really good game. Uh, on the first thing I want to talk about is the Oaks Christian offense. Can they execute in the passing game? That's going to be the big. Bo Calvert, I'm sorry, Josh Calvert, the younger brother, Josh Calvert. We know Bo's at UCLA, but Josh Calvert, can he tempo his throws and allow his receivers to make plays? Or is he going to throw every ball like a 95-mile-per-hour fastball and not be able to move the ball, move the sticks on offense? That would be a question. You got to take a little bit of pressure out of Sharp, off of Charbonnet. He's a big time back with next level, you know, all conference skills. But in eight and nine man boxes in a spread offense, it's tough to run the football. Josh Calvert's got to be able to complete the ball on the outside. Bryce Farrell, big time player. Farrell is a big time player. He's got next level speed. It's Stanford commit. He can get behind you in a second. Eastside Catholic, they better watch out for that. On defense, Oaks Christian, you know, at some point in time in this game, Kayvon Timberwolves is going to have to step up and make a huge play. And he's got to show young JT Tuimalo that he's the big dog. And this is the reason I'm so high on Kayvon, Greg. And I'll stand on the table for Kayvon 
because I know the kid, I know what he's made of. I think that he will step up. He'll be the alpha, the alpha male in this game, and he's going to dominate in the run game, in the pass game. He's going to get after their quarterback and make their life miserable when Eastside Catholic has the ball. I think he's going to show young JT Tui Malo what the best player in the country looks like, should play like, and how he should dominate a high school football game. I know JT Tui Malo is a big-time player. G. Scott is a special wide receiver. There's no question about it. But I think this game is owned by Kayvon Thibodeau off the edge in the run and pass game. And I think Oaks Christian gets a well-earned W versus a very good, very young, but very talented Eastside Catholic squad. I got Oaks Christian, 21, Eastside Catholic, 17. 21 to 17. I got, I'm writing this down. You're on the record with that, 21 to 17. And that's probably it, Keith. Although, you know, I just, let's touch on briefly um, another honorable game. Because we got five minutes before you need the bell. Uh, Sarah is taking on Cathedral Catholic. Sarah looked really good. I feel like the last couple of years, you know, Sarah always gets out of the gate really slow, right? We hype them up and they go 0 and 3 or 0 and 2. This year they win their opener. Um, looked really good. Really good. Doug Brumfield looked great. And I loved all the receivers. Unfortunately, news broke yesterday, which is Tuesday. Today is Friday, but news broke on Tuesday that our. Uh, another good friend of the program, Max Williams, Keith, out for the year, torn ACL, which just shocked me. You know what I mean? I mean, this kid, he's, he's so tough. And I know ACL, you know, they don't care who they who they hurt. You know, they don't, they don't care no matter what. But Max, just he's that guy who kind of just seems like he's indestructible to me. He's 5'8", and he just dominates. I'm like, dude, an ACL tear would never happen to that kid. Unfortunately, Max is out for the year. He's kind of the heart and soul of that team. They have a ton of skill. But just Max is just the heart and soul of that team. Cathedral Catholic, for those who don't know, they're kind of a perennial power in San Diego. They're good every year. Um, you know, they're led by running back Sean Poma, who, who's who's pretty good. You know, he's, he's their workhorse. They want to give him the ball quite a bit. Uh, the quarterback is DJ Ralph, who played on Team Premium Dying this past year. I know his dad, Jerry, really well. Longtime football coach in the San Diego area. Pretty smooth-looking lefty. A good-looking junior quarterback. In fact, him and, and Doug Brumfield alternated for Team Dime this past year. Now they, now they get to go to go. They get to go head to head. I don't know that. I know that'll be fun for them. But you know, this is a game that that Sarah's got to win, right? They played in the NorCal Honor Bowl last year or last week. They're playing in the San Diego Honor Bowl this week. And if they can go two and zero, which would be the first time they went two and zero in a couple of years, I think that's a great way for them to kind of build some momentum going into Mission League play. Uh, they got Long Beach Poly, I want to say next week, and again, that will be televised on Fox. So it would be great for Sarah to kind of come out of this game with a win. Again, Cathedral Catholic, very physical. They run the ball. They play smash mouth. Can Sarah, if there's ever been a weakness with Sarah Key, it's always been in the trenches. We've never, we've never ever said, you know, Sarah, they need more skill guys, right? We've never said that. We've always said they need no. more hogs up front. They need more beef up front. So... What Cathedral Catholic is going to try to run right at them. And if Sarah can kind of slow down the ground game, keep that high-powered passing game going with guys like L.B. Bunkley-Shelton, Melquan Stovall, dude, Sarah's got a chance to be really good this year. Yeah, and by, by all accounts, 
Now, I didn't see Sarah's last game versus Sarah Tamatel, but from what I hear, they're big boys up front, protected well, got the run game going. They let the big lefty, Doug Brumfield, sit in the pocket, survey the field, and make big-time throws. They got unbelievable targets on the outside. If they can continue that type of effort up front, Sarah's going to be a problem for anybody that they play. So we'll see how that transpires as we matriculate through the season. Nevertheless, <laughs> the, mo- the motto right now is do it for five. So sorry for my man Max Williams, the golden boy, special player, special young man. I don't want to even talk about him as a player. Just a great kid, terrific heart, um, you know, unbelievable personality, a great smile. And I know a lot of us feel bad that he's out with an ACL. Do it for five. My alum, I'm not alumna. I'm, I am alumni from Sarah High School. And, um, you know, the boys over there at the S House, they got to get down. They got to handle their business. They got Cathedral Catholic in their hometown of San Diego. They got to go out there and they got to do it for five for the rest of the year. So those boys, Cathedral Catholic boys, great matchup in the honor roll. Should be an excellent game. I'm going to take Sarah, 38, Cathedral Catholic, seven. I think it's a blowout. You think it's a blowout? Okay, I could see that too. I think Sarah's good. They just the thing that always kind of frustrates you about Sarah over the years is they always have maybe that one game where they'll have a just a rash of penalties or turnovers. Or I remember last year Keith being at the game, Honor Bowl game, and before the kickoff, they couldn't find the game ball. And I'm going, come on, Sarah, what's going on here? You don't have the game ball. Let's go. Um, Hey, Justin Lockhart, another kid from Sarah I wanted to throw out. He was really good last week in their uh, NorCal Honor Bowl win, a couple touchdowns. Nice. They're a nice-looking receiver, 6'2". And, um, so, hey, like you said, man, you got to step up for, uh, for young Max. Mason, Max's younger brother, will have to step up and, and be that island guy who just locks up his island uh, for Sarah to have a, a special season. So, Keith, I think that's about it for us, man. you got time to go, go watch your daughter do some softball. Yeah, no doubt about it. 5 p.m. softball practice. Younger son's got a scrimmage tonight. You know, I'll be posting highlights before midnight. I can tell you that right now, GB. Because it's about to go down. Seven youths to read on the point. About to take it to these San Gabriel Valley crushers or punishers. They're about to get punished. I can tell you that. But, hey, it's the Friday Matchup Show. We appreciate all of our fans and listeners for listening in. It's time for us to get gone. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.